0: Rolling, 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 keep them podcasts rolling. All right, well, welcome back to the Drain Gear podcast. We are joined here in our wonderful podcast studio by Mr. Taylor Martin, also known around here as Tater. (laughs) How you doing, Tater? Doing good. How about you? Good, good. Glad to have you here in the podcast studio. Yeah. We're kind of getting the hang of this a little bit, so um, it's kind of a fun thing, but we've got a lot of topics to cover. Um, Everybody keeps asking about all different types of things, so uh, today is your day, and we get to talk about repairs and uh, warranty-type situations uh, with the different products that we sell. Um, Also, just general maintenance around this place also also falls in line with uh, repairs um, and such but um yeah so we're uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about um some of the things we do to help our customers get things up and running when they go down things yeah. like the Pacote millers and cameras and so on and so forth yeah, so we
1: got to keep those millers going in the field
0: yeah that's like a big part of our repair center businesses yeah. fixing millers it seems like yeah. we've had a lot of millers come through here a lot, lot of Pacote millers yeah yeah over the years um so taylor tell us a little bit about you and how we met if you can think back that far it's been quite a while and i'll I'll help fill in the blanks but so
1: i think at the time i was possibly working at home depot and cutting grass for doing landscaping Mm -hmm. Um, jake reached out to me on facebook ended up cutting his grass um Funny thing is I cut his grass for about two years, never, never saw him not once.
0: (laughs) And why wasn't I cutting my own grass? (laughs) Because you were possibly traveling 90% of the time. I was gone a lot. So that was back um, at the time I was working for LMK, actually, when we first started. Yeah. Um, And then transitioned over to becoming part of the team and building Picot here in the United States. So, yeah, I was never home. Like Never. You, uh, you, you were probably at my house more than I was, yeah. to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, never saw you.
0: Yeah, and all I knew is that when I would show up back home from a trip, my grass was always perfect. And like we had a farm, so it wasn't like was no small feat to right. to, to yeah. mow the grass it's at the farm. A large amount of grass. A yeah. lot of fence line too. Yeah, right. And I hate like mowing and weed eating anyway, so it was like not something that I really wanted to do (laughs) so especially with all that but um you always did a really good job I remember that so yeah
1: so yeah that's we kind of met that way um then I would I wouldn't say parted ways but didn't keep in touch for a couple years and then yeah randomly got a message on Facebook
0: yeah somehow we were Facebook friends that whole time though yeah yeah Yeah, because like you had, I think I posted like in one of those local pages, like, hey, is there anybody that could mow my grass? And um, you responded, and um, I guess we became Facebook friends, and that was it. But yeah, I never met you for like two years. And so um, as we started to grow Picote and we needed more help, I needed somebody that uh, could just kind of come in and and be a helper. And and lo and behold, you were. you had moved on to, to working for another company and you were yeah. specializing in, yeah, as it turns out, like controls and t- tell us a little bit about that. Cause it, I didn't know that at the time. I just was looking for a young, yeah. you know, uh, eager, ambitious guy that had something to work for. Um, and I knew you had that cause you were engaged, I think even at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so.
1: Yeah. So I think at that time I had just graduated college, mm-hmm. um, and gotten a degree in industrial systems technology. And I was working at a pharmaceutical plant in Athens, Georgia, um, doing process piping, controls, wiring, a little bit of robotics, um, all kind of stuff like that, hmm. when you reached out to me. Yeah. So,
0: And that was like a bonus for me because I was just looking for a guy that I knew had good work ethic and something to work for. And uh, it turns out you came at, like, you know, the perfect time with all of this with experience. <laughs> like, it was, like, perfect because I was like, oh, man. Like, he's got, like, this, like, you know, systems, you know, right. control type, you know, background, and um, which is what we needed. You know, yeah. the McColt Millers were just kind of coming out of the – um, the KB boxes into the digital, mm-hmm. you know, f- from analog to digital. And you really understood it. Like you looked at the Millers the first time and you're like, this is so easy. Right. Like I, I can, I can work on these things no oh, problem." Yeah. So it was just yeah. kind of a bonus. But, yeah. uh, so naturally you kind of became the repair guy because of your background, your, your good understanding of, uh, you know, electrical components and right. systems. So
1: yeah, it worked out pretty well. You just kind of snuck in and started working on Millers and all kinds of equipment.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so fast forward to today, you've been around here for a good while. You yeah. are a very integral part of the team. You are involved in everything, training, repairs, you know, support jobs. I mean, you, you've traveled all over the world now. Yeah. You have traveled, you know, overseas. You've been all over the place and, uh, you continue to travel here domestically. Yeah. Um, even though it's a little bit miserable to do right now, um, you know you're still out and about, getting around and, and going into the field and helping guys put liners in and understand how to do that. All the while, still kind of keeping up on repairs and things here at the shop. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, doing quite a few support jobs and training out mm-hmm. in the field. So yeah, it's been good.
0: So, you and I, you took your first flight on an airplane with me. We mm-hmm. remember we flew up to Delaware. Yeah, and we went to first. Uh,
1: First flight ever. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: Taylor, you want to fly to Delaware? And we'll go to the, we'll go to, we, we went to a factory that, I won't name any names, but it. they, they basically make, what was it? Like carbon fiber fins for I think like so, missiles?
1: For, yeah, for missiles or rockets or something. <laughs> it
0: was crazy. So it was like kind of this insane venture of yeah. going up there. All for like a one foot long <coughs> half inch pipe. Remember that? Yeah. yeah was it was going insane. Into a, into a Like
1: a boiler or something. It's
0: like a furnace. Yeah, yeah. They like cooked the f- carbon fiber in there. But anyway. Yeah. So, so you've come a long way and, you know, we're obviously love having you on the team. Um, Lots of fun. You're extremely helpful to have around. Um, Great, great part of the team. But um, let's talk a little bit about what what you've gotten set up over the years we've we've kind of went from you know we used to lay everything out on the floor in the middle of the shop remember we didn't really have you know we didn't even have a workbench we had nothing it was like throw everything out on the floor and fix a miller right there in the middle of the shop floor now we've kind of got a little dedicated space for you um with everything set up to be able to work on millers. so tell us a little bit about the progression of kind of coming from (laughs) really basic through to where we are today and maybe even where we're going to be going
1: yeah, I mean, kind of like you said, when I first came in, we were throwing millers down on the floor mm-hmm. to work on them. Um, there was a, a little transition there. Um, we got the repair center kind of set up, put some tables in there. Then we started working on machines in there. Uh, still on the floor, though. Yeah. So then we kind of s- installed the lift table and a few other things to help us out to so to say save our backs mm-hmm. um from moving those machines around so much but yeah i mean that that's really been a big help setting up that repair center because yeah we're able to better serve our customers and yeah have a lot faster turnaround time on our machines
0: and typically we can get <clears throat> we can get a piece of equipment in and turned around pretty quick as long as oh, we've yeah. got the parts yeah. um and there isn't something wildly <clears throat> wrong i would say the biggest hiccup and um you know, maybe our listening audience can uh, take this to heart is th- the biggest hiccup and the biggest uh, attribute to taking more time than it needs to is the communication side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a really good process for, for you know, filling out a form on your phone. It's a really simple form that, that you can get. It's a link on your phone. You can take pictures of the, the machine, the serial numbers. You know, if there's a, a issue with the machine, you can kind of take a picture or video um, and add it to this app, and then it comes to us, and we have all the information that we need to be able to, to right. troubleshoot it and make a good repair. Um, the downfall is when when we get to that point point, we've got everything figured out and what needs to be done is the communication back and forth, just saying, hey, we've figured out what's wrong with your Miller. Here's what's wrong. Either it's under warranty or it's not. We right. quickly need that information back from them or an authorization to proceed. Um but if we can get all that done we can turn a miller around
1: yeah i mean is within it fair a day to say like a day yeah.
0: really if we have the parts and it's something simple we could switch out a box or you know um, right. you know fix a clutch or whatever on a oh, mini yeah. you know in, in pretty much a day yeah. Um,
1: yeah most of that stuff we can switch out in, in a day it's mm-hmm. just like you said the communication is key so
0: right um, the other thing too is that um, a- on top of fixing the millers um we we work on cameras as well, so mm-hmm. we do quite a bit of camera repair in our facility. Right. Yeah. So you've done quite a few reterms, and you're you're pretty good with the soldering tools and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: We're we're progressively getting better and getting a better setup for reterms. It's and
0: your young eyes, Taylor. <laughs> my young eyes. <laughs> your young eyes. I can't. I couldn't even see to solder some oh of those goodness. little wires that you. They're,
1: some of them are tiny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some pretty some crazy little repairs that yeah. you've done in there. Speaking of that, I I see that uh, we've got a a few of these little uh, tools here in the background. Um, Tell us about what what some of these things are.
1: Yeah, I mean, the far left, um, that's just an electrical meter that we use to test um, really any kind of electrical component. Right. Um, We can test camera cables with those. We can test millers with those. The little uh, octopus-looking component in the middle there that is called a helping hands Mm -hmm. Um, that's made to hold things while you solder. So a lot of times when we're doing reterms, we'll stick a a board in there to solder. It's got a little magnifying glass and a light on it also. So that helps out quite a bit. So it doesn't have to Rally the troops to hold. Have things everybody, for me. you know, five yeah.
0: people in there holding things yeah. while you're trying to solder, and five people and five <laughs> right. pairs of tweezers. <laughs> it's a very simple little tool. I'll be honest; yeah. we got it on Amazon, but this thing has been a lifesaver. Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. it multiple times in the in the repair center with all sorts of little wires and plugs and right. things hooked to it. So
1: yeah that that saves quite yeah. a bit of time and effort. Right. Um, and then on the left or on the far right there, we have a tachometer. Um, that's one thing that we'll test the speed of the millers with, mm, yeah. Just to ensure that they are, right, are spinning true to speed, yeah. Um, so that's one thing. When we get a miller in that the complaint is the shaft isn't turning fast enough, we'll right? Test it just to ensure that it is.
0: And we've done so many different repairs on millers over the years, all the different millers, and you know that there's so much to these things to understand how to keep them well maintained. Oh, yeah. What would be the number one tip if you said, hey, Pocote user, what, what's one what's one really good tip that you would give a guy?
1: Um, probably the best tip would be a good power source. Yeah. Um, more times than not, that's the issue we see. Um, even with the new super midis, you know, they're a 15 amp outlet, but um, a lot of guys plug them into GFIs or, mm. you know, it maybe not. On intentional, but they may plug them into a GFI circuit. Right. That the breaker's GFI'd, so then you know that's going to create an issue. And all they know is that my Miller's not working, and you know, right. It needs to be. So we try to work through that with guys.
0: Sometimes they'll show up here, and it's almost like there's yeah. nothing wrong with them. Yeah. And we we find out and discover that they've been plugging it into an inadequate power source. Right. Um, whether it's over you know, overpowered or underpowered, um, it it can create a problem. Talk, talk a little bit about the, um, the control boxes on the Millers themselves. A lot of guys think that in, in some places it's required, you know, especially in factories, you've got to plug industrial equipment into a GFI. Right. What, what happens when you do that with a Picoult Miller that's got a control box on it?
1: The new digital control boxes essentially have a GFI in them. Okay. Um, what, what they do is they regulate the amperage that they're running, and that's all a GFI does. So once a GFI gets over a certain amperage, it's going to trip. Right. The problem is, is if you hook two GFIs together, they kind of backfeed off of each other, and they can't work properly. Right. So you'll end up tripping one of them, whether it's, in that case, the control box or the GFI outlet or breaker one. Right. Um, you'll You'll see quite a bit of issues with that. Yeah. And that's one thing that we try to – try to work through that with the guys on the phone before it gets here. But
0: Right. Yeah, um, we do as much troubleshooting over the phone as we right. can because sometimes it's really simple. And if a guy has a little bit of basic knowledge, we absolutely have no problem helping to say, hey, if you have a really simple, you know, electrical meter, hook it up to these wires right. or, you know, sometimes it's a, a loose wire in a foot pedal. You know, maybe it kinda got banged around when it was getting loaded up and a guy didn't yeah. realize that something was jarred loose inside the foot pedal. So we have a lot of um, excited guys that call and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, this thing's not working. And then, then they, you know, they, they're excited to find out it's something really simple oh, that yeah. they can fix themselves yeah. because a lot of times they're, what, they're in the middle job. of a job. Right. Yeah. It's like the number one thing. I mean, as soon as you find out, it's like never at a good time, oh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. never like, Oh, well it's the end of the day. My miller's not working. I right. should probably, you know,
1: I'm in the shop playing around. Right. It's always, it, that's never what it is. I have a hospital shut down and <laughs> I need it.
0: Right. The worst case scenario, right. cutting, cutting out of a, a sewer in a hospital, or, right. you know, whatever, a school. So, yeah, it's, you know, we understand downtime. I mean, we, we get that. This is an urgency business, and we, we 100% know that. And so we're going to do everything we can, of course, to help, not only from the troubleshooting standpoint. If we can't do it over the phone, we will help to arrange shipping. Will help to get it in here as quickly and cheaply as possible, and get it right back out the door as quickly as possible, so mm-hmm. guys don't really experience a whole lot of downtime. Yeah. So and and we do keep a pretty good stock of, of parts um, for the millers. So the the usual suspects, right? The slip rings, the control boxes, and little things like that.
1: Yeah, we typically keep quite a bit of the electrical components on stuff, mm. you know, on hand because um, you know even if the machine's not here, a lot of times guys will you know say. Hey, send me an e-stop. It's two wires. You can wire it in pretty quickly yourself, right. or yeah. you know something simple like that, or the foot pedal cable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good example. Yeah, you know that's something that's a pretty easy fix if a guy has a little understanding of electrical systems. Then right, it won't have an issue with it.
0: Yeah. So Millers are a big thing that we fix here. A lot of Pacote Millers and parts. Um, we talked about cameras, different mm-hmm. variations of cameras. We're going to be servicing more cameras and offering more services. Uh, in regards to repairs on, um, different cameras. So there, there's going to be some more news about that coming soon. But the other thing that we do a lot of is, is rebuilding packers. And a lot of people don't yeah. realize that that's a big part of what we do here. And a really nice part of our business, in fact, that, that is helpful to the, to the end user is that our packers for our patching process are rebuildable. And most packers, at least to my knowledge, are not necessarily easily rebuildable. So it's right. kind of a nice feature about our packers. But we we have all those parts in stock as well. Yeah, we keep all
1: the packer parts in stock. Um really they, you know, they are for the most part rebuildable. The only time that they aren't is, you know, in the core of that packer there's a retention strap there. So if that retention strap gets damaged then then that's kind of a new packer situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, most of the time they are rebuildable, you know, if they get in a nasty pipe or not using containment properly and they burst, then mm-hmm. typically they can send them back. We would rebuild them and ship them right back to them.
0: Yeah. Um, some other things would include maintenance on generators, maintenance on air compressors. You know, we do have, you know, we sell the Kaiser air compressors. We do have, you know, filter kits and oil and all mm-hmm. those sorts of things available here. Um, so for our Kaser users, we do have um, you know service kits available here. We could also service them here for you yeah. uh, if you're if you have the luxury of being local enough, you can stop by and we can do things like that. Um, but there's there's always some sort of maintenance happening around here. You know whether oh, it's yeah. a, a tank that's got a loose wheel or you know it's is like All there's right. always something. And then just the building in general, there's always some oh, sort yeah. of little maintenance thing going on. But um, you know the the repairs that we do here are are. You know taken very seriously, we know it's critical that guys get their stuff fixed and back out into the field, and so um, you know we try and do that to the best of our ability um, as much as possible. So,
1: yeah, most of these guys need their stuff back pretty quickly, yeah.
0: So, yeah, so, um, so if you guys have repairs that need to be done, especially on millers, that seems mm-hmm. to be one of our number one things that we work on the most is um, the Pacote Millers. If you guys need service on your your Pakot Millers. There's no better team to work on them than uh, the guys who were part of the Pakote team for many, many years. You know, we spent yeah. a lot of time uh, in Finland and learning from the absolute best and, and uh, being part of the team at Pakote. So when it comes to repairs, we know these things really well. We, we understand how they, how they act. You know, some of yeah. them can be a little finicky, you know. Yeah. Um, and we do try and test them as thoroughly as possible of course we don't have a a live sewer to go you know cut tree right. roots on with every single machine that we repair in here but uh we try and simulate some different things we'll mm-hmm. add torque to the machines and um you know we'll lubricate cables and um different things like that but uh one of the one of the big parts that we do a lot of replacement on is is shaft and casing. Yeah. What uh right. what tips or tricks would you have on the shaft and casing um as it pertains to the machine and ensuring better performance and longevity with the machine?
1: I would say, you know, once a year um, for sure, try to pull that cable off, pull it out of the casing, um, wash the casing out with, you know, soap and water, um, wipe the cable down, and then re-oil that cable as you put it back in that casing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you don't have to do that really more than once a year. If you need to add a little bit of oil, you can um, just pull the sleeve bearing off the end add a little bit right in the end of the cable, run that machine, and it'll kind of pull that oil down through Mm -hmm. the cable. So, you know, really with the cable, it's just maintaining them, oiling them. And then also kind of inspection, you know, when you, when you go to put a tool on, make sure that the end of that cable is in good condition Mm because that's how most guys end up losing tools is if that cable is compromised at the end, then you have issues.
0: Right. And Sometimes it'll give you false signals, you know, where, where that entire cable is, is, you know, it's got so much grit and buildup inside that whole case. And if you've got a hundred foot long cable, that's a lot of, a lot of force, um, that's unnecessary and it's robbing your machine of Mm -hmm. overall power. So when the performance isn't there while you're root cutting or grinding, uh, doing reinstatements and you, it seems like your, your machine's not as powerful as it should be, it's not necessarily a power or control box issue. Right. It's sometimes just the cable. Yeah, it could just really be the cable. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, like you said, if you have a lot of, specifically, uh, we see it a lot from the coast, sand. Mm. If you have a lot yeah, of sand in point. the cable, um, it can rob that machine of power. Have we
0: not seen, like, literally, like, beach sand come in on some of these machines oh, yeah. like from florida you're yeah. like oh that's, that's like a cup of sand like in, in and clean,
1: <laughs> cleaning out of the storm drains on the beach
0: right yeah like insane amount of sand right. and you turn the machine on it's just like, yeah. like yeah. you can hear hear the grit inside that casing yeah. not good
1: so, you know that's a lot of friction yeah. on that machine that's yeah. not necessary and for it'll
0: it. steal the overall power of that mm-hmm. machine away right. from the, the unit so right yeah So lots of things to take into consideration, but um, yeah, we kind of cover the, cover the, the spectrum on the, on the repairs from cameras to, to Miller's and, and then the Packers. Um, I suppose there'll be more things in the future that we offer, but um, at the moment that's, that's the big ones. Um, The, uh, the ferret too is something that I should mention. You've got really good experience with that and you, have repaired ferrets yeah, um, quite yeah. a bit, so that's We've another thing that we do repair. Just about everything we sell here, we have some level of ability well to yeah. to repair it, almost everything. We're either going to have a replacement part or we can repair it. Right, yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's it, Taylor. Just wanted Sweet. to uh, you know spend a little time with you talking about repairs. Um, we sure appreciate everything you do around here yeah. and, and uh, love having you be a part of the team. If you guys want to tap into taylor's expertise whether it's in the field training which he's extremely good at or uh, if you need help troubleshooting a machine or piece of equipment let us know taylor's happy to get involved and and uh, we can send you the form that you'll need to fill out to make sure that uh, we get all the right information and get that thing in and out of here as quickly as possible so yeah Awesome. Well, thanks, Taylor. Sure. Appreciate Thank you, you joining us today. Yeah, thanks All right, for having me. And that's it. We'll, uh, we'll have another podcast coming at you soon, and we appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, taking the time to watch and listen. And until next time, Sweet. talk to you soon.